Hello and welcome. I'm Nadia Patterson with Artesia, and you're listening to Wine and Wednesdays. Today I'm going to walk you through my third and final concept of kindness, leading with love. Now that we know how impactful our thoughts are, and you are able to identify illusions, we need to focus on being likable. Last week, we talked about finding love. And if you don't see love, then you are looking at an illusion, right? Well, how do you know what love looks like if you aren't giving it yourself? Today, we talk about that. And I need you to remember that Art of Sia focuses on three key pillars. Seed planting, recognizing illusions, and acts of kindness. Begin to be in tuned into these so that you can change your perception in order to change your situation. Let's get started. So kindness is a type of behavior marked by acts of generosity or consideration for others without expecting praise or reward. So let's go over that again. Kindness is a behavior It is something you do, not think. It is an act of generosity. And in order to be generous, you must be selfless. You must not do things for the purpose of your own personal gain. Therefore, in order to be considered kind, you must do things that prove you are selfless, not selfish. So be nice. It's really quite simple. People are more likely to reciprocate your positive actions. All you have to do is be positive towards them. This is why we lead with love. To lead means to be a route or means of access to a particular place or in a particular direction, okay? So the destination The place that we are going, ladies, is to be happily married, and we are going to lead our marriages there. And as a verb, lead means to cause a person to go with one by holding them by the hand while moving forward. You are going to lead with love so that you can show your husband you are worthy to follow. It's the golden rule, right? Treat others the way you want to be treated. Or do you think that the golden rule is do unto others as they do unto you? That's a negative seed and we weed those. Really, y'all, this is week four. Come on now. You are in control of your actions. Don't let others dictate how you behave. Take accountability. Body language. Body language is the process of communicating non-verbally through conscious or even unconscious gestures and movements. Are you aware of what your body is saying? Do you touch your spouse? Do you look them in the eye when they're talking to you? Are your arms crossed when you're having conversations? Body language just might be the number one indicator of being considerate. It is the unspoken part of communication. It is what helps us get our message across. It gives our messages more impact. Body language 
often reveals our true feelings. These nonverbal cues, such as your tone of voice, your posture, your gestures that you're doing with your hands while you're talking, right? All of those things play an important part in our communication. It's not just the words that we speak. After all, you know the saying, actions speak louder than words. So I never will forget about 10 years ago, my husband and I were having an argument and he said, you don't even smile at me. (laughs) I was appalled. I am one of the nicest people you know. What do you mean I don't smile? I smile all the time. But of course he was all right. And I was too busy talking and defending myself to listen. Remember, stop, drop, and roll? Well, I hadn't learned that yet. I smiled at work. I smiled at the playground and at the boys' baseball games. I smiled to all those people who had such little impact on my life. But I didn't smile at my husband. I was more concerned about my peers thinking I was mean or unapproachable. I wanted everyone to like me, and I didn't even realize I was unconsciously being rude to the only person who really should have mattered. Truth be told, most of those people are no longer in my life. Baseball teams have changed. My kids outgrew the playground. Do kids even go to playgrounds anymore? They're all on those video games. And colleagues have come and gone. I am so thankful I learned this before my husband, too, was no longer in my life. Ladies, you've got to be more concerned about losing your husband. Everything else will fall in place. Take care of home first. Last week, I was watching the NBA final game, right? And I observed two players, they fell on the ground. A warrior that was on the court came over and offered a hand to his teammate that had fallen. He didn't even acknowledge that the Celtic was also on the ground. This is exactly what we should be doing. Stop wasting energy on people who do so little for you. This is one of the kindest things that you can do for your marriage. Understand where your loyalty lies. If you use all your energy to help others, do you have any left to help those that are on your team? If you are nice to everyone outside of your house, do you have any niceness left? Are you too tired to have sex now because you ran around all day doing those nice things for other people? Your husband deserves the best of you, not what's left over. So let's imagine for a moment that it's 8.30 Monday morning and you just walked into work, okay? So scenario one, your boss come over and says something to you like, good morning, how was your weekend? Y'all chit-chat a minute about your weekends and as your boss turns to leave, they say, oh, and by the way, thanks for staying late on Friday to take care of that issue. I really appreciate it. When you have an opportunity to get that report done, just set it on my desk. And if you need anything, you know where to find me. Imagine for a moment that it's 8.30 Monday morning. You just walked into work in scenario two. Your boss comes over and says, good morning. I've been waiting for you all morning. Really, it's 8.30 as if I'm late. 
I noticed you were here late on Friday, so why isn't my report done? I expect it on my desk by the end of the day. You have enough time to grab coffee. You should have been managing your time better. I asked you for this last week. How long does it really take to do blah, 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 blah. So there's nothing wrong with boss number one, right? They demonstrated appreciation and was direct with the outstanding needs. But let's say you identify with boss number two. What do you do? Do you give them a piece of your mind or do you breathe and politely explain that you were working on some issue, you were putting out a fire? Are you kind in your response? I bet you are because you cannot afford to lose your job, right? Show your husband the same grace. Have the same mindset that you can't afford to lose your marriage. You don't need to say everything you think, right? He does not need to know your every thought and feeling. If you can't find love or kindness in your response, don't respond. You don't need to be a bitch to get your point across. After all, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. And I know your mama told you, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. All right. So let's go ahead and get into our wine break. All right. Today I am sipping on another wine from my wine club called Dave Harvey. It is a 2019 Columbia Valley Syrah. And on the back of the label, it says, the grapes from this wine come from an area Native Americans named the watering place. The bench is covered with volcanic ash from topsoil, perfect for growing red wine grapes. There is little rainfall, only seven to 10 inches annually, but water from the river makes these vineyards thrive. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I opened this bottle yesterday and I don't know if I had read the label and I got the negative word of ash imprinted in my brain because that's exactly what I tasted and it's exactly what I smelled. So although I drank the glass I had poured, I wasn't a real fan. Um, it's kind of thin goes down smooth kind of hits the middle of your tongue but um you know how when you swirl red wine you kind of see the thickness by how it it falls down the side of the glass this was like water okay it doesn't have a bad flavor i guess if you like ash i don't know today i poured myself another glass and it does taste better a lot of that ash is gone it's a little tangier though, so I don't know if that's because I had opened it and had let some oxygen in. I'm not sure, but it's all right. Give it a try. Um, some people like volcanic ash from topsoil. Mm, cheers to you. All right, let me take a sip. Again, don't forget, go out to Instagram or Facebook at art.of.sia. Give me some suggestions. I would love to hear what you're drinking. Um, maybe there's a vineyard out there that I have not tried. I'm not well versed on wine, so I'm not even gonna lie. I just like to drink it, okay? 
All right, okay, let's get back into it. So why are we gonna be kind, right? You're probably asking yourself, you guys have been through so much in your relationships and there's history and there's been conflicts and some of your arguments have not been resolved over the years. So now here I come talking about be kind, right? Well, you're gonna be kind for several reasons. So before we get into why we're gonna be kind, I wanna do this quick little disclaimer. Being kind does not mean to let people walk over you. Being kind does not mean to lower your voice as to not cause a confrontation. Being kind means less confrontations and more conversations. Confrontations are arguments and people tend to want to win an argument. This isn't about who's right or wrong. It's about how to love each other better. Lead with love and you will get love in return. Kindness is an act of generosity. It is proven that when people are generous, they are happier. Practicing generosity is a mental health principle, and it could be the very key to happy and healthy. So in this aspect, we are going to be a little bit selfish here because if we can relieve stress and be healthy, that's exactly what we need in our lives, more stress relievers. Number two, kindness gives off positive energy, right? So have you ever walked into a restaurant and you say, I don't know, it just, it had a good vibe, right? The energy was upbeat and you felt welcomed. The staff made you feel comfortable and they valued the money you were spending. I know that y'all have been to a club before where it felt like you had to force them to take your money, right? So It gives off positive energy, just like a negative place. You can feel the tension in the room. You can feel the positive vibes when you are kind. It is contagious. People who are kind typically have other people in their circles that are also kind. So therefore, it reduces the drama present in your life. It reduces the trauma And you are able to create connections. Number four, being kind creates connections. So you have more friends. Nice people just tend to have more genuine relationships. I'm sure all your friends are nice to you and you are nice to them. You choose your friends because of how they make you feel. Number five, being nice helps to create a sense of purpose. So when you give to others, you have an opportunity to meet their needs. They begin to appreciate what it is that you do for them and how you make them feel. And if you're very good at it, they will begin to depend on you. So the next time you get upset about cooking dinner after a long day of work, I want you to change your perception and feel blessed that your family looks to you for the nourishment that they need to survive. Take pride in your purpose as a nurturer. Number six, being kind allows you to offer grace to someone and therefore you are more patient and less easily angered. In the rare instance where you you do get frustrated and upset, you're more quickly to get over it than someone who's not 
being kind allows you to forgive quicker. There's no need in harboring all those old feelings and ill will toward others. That doesn't do anything but hurt you. Move on. Offer grace. Forgive quicker. Don't allow disease into your life by holding on to anger. Now, remember I said in my disclaimer that kindness um, makes room for conversations and not confrontations, right? Because being kind is being compassionate and that put others at ease so that you are able to speak your truth and they are less likely to take offense. Number eight, kindness facilitates accountability. I was reading a blog the other day called The Benefits of Generosity by Lisa Firestone. And she said, by focusing on what we are giving rather than what we are receiving, we create a more outward orientation toward the world, which shifts our focus away from ourselves. The key is understanding how your actions or your lack thereof are contributing to your situation. Being kind is going to pave the way to admitting your shortcoming. So because you are more conscious of how your actions are perceived by others, you are more likely to recognize when you have offended someone and are quicker to apologize first. You really shouldn't want your spouse mad at you and sometimes a quick I'm sorry will resolve the issue. Stop always being so defensive. Say I'm sorry quick. Be the first to apologize. And finally, number 10, acceptance. No one is the same. No one thinks the same. Everyone is not going to see things your way all the time. Accept that they have their own thought process and, and don't force them to see yours. Sometimes it's just best to agree to disagree. So to recap, being kind puts you in the presence of love, happiness, acceptance, appreciation, and forgiveness. And when these are present, hate, disloyalty, depression, and loneliness cannot exist. Kindness is number one, releases positive energy releases stress. It is contagious. It helps you to create more connections and gives you a sense of purpose. Being kind helps to make you accountable and allows you to offer grace and patience for other people. It pays way for speaking your mind, conversations, and not confrontations. It helps you to admit your shortcomings and last but not least, it provides a way for you to accept others. All right. So now that we have talked about my three pillars, thank you guys so much for sticking with me through this series. We covered the base. We covered the foundation. And hopefully if you need some of these reminders, these four episodes here will always be out here. Um, either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you're out on Buzzsprout on my website, they will be there for you to reference. Go back to these, 
whenever you need them, okay? All right, so again, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at art.of.sia. That's A-R-T dot O-F dot S-I-A. So now that we know um, kind of what our perceptions are and how they they can change and shape our relationships, aren't you a little curious on maybe how your relationship personality is? I want to challenge you to go out to my on my webpage. That's artofsia.com. And if you look in the header on that page, you will see a perception quiz link. Click on that. Take this short quiz and let me know your thoughts. Go out to Facebook. Let me know what personality that you have. Go ahead and and message me um, your results. Okay. I look forward to growing with you. And until next time, be kind to each other and save the best for your family. Take care.